Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Looking forward to the next hour uh, with you on Calvary Live, taking your calls and questions about the Bible and Christianity. Also, your prayer requests, uh, as you heard in the introduction there. That number, once again, if you didn't uh, jot it down there, 303-690-3000, if you want to join us uh, on the program here. That's a big part of what this program is about, you and and our ability to be able to interact and just discuss the things that are on your heart uh, from a biblical perspective. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, no matter where you're listening. If you prefer to text, do me a favor, just a simple one-sentence text with your question or prayer request, uh, and we'll answer as many of those as we can. 720-336-0897 is the text line. 720-336-0897. Welcome to all of our listeners up and down the front range. Colorado, Wyoming, listening on Grace FM, and of course our Truth FM listeners in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee, and of course those of you in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, welcome to all of you as well. So glad you tuned in to Calvary Live. I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get information about our fellowship, including service times, at calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com, including uh, the next opportunity to join us, which will be tomorrow night, Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., we'll be continuing in the book of Second Kings, the fifth chapter, a message entitled, When Iron Floats. It's going to be a, a, a great time uh, continuing our look at the ministry of Elisha. And uh, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, children's ministry, youth ministry, worship, of course, Bible study, as I mentioned, all Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. And then you can join us again this weekend also. Uh, a couple of service times for you, 9 or 10.45, as we continue in the book of Job, chapter 32, this coming Sunday. And Grace FM is going to be joining us at Calvary Chapel Parker this Sunday as well, so you won't want to miss that. Uh, they'll be out and uh, greeting all of you before and after the services and have some uh, things to give away, and, and I think it'll be a really good uh, uh, chance for you if you haven't already uh, connected uh, with Grace FM uh, much, or uh, you don't know that much about the, the station, maybe you're a newer listener, be a great opportunity to come on out and, and meet some uh, folks from Grace FM, and also uh, come fellowship with us. So that's this Sunday, uh, and they'll be out at Calvary Chapel Parker. Again, you can get directions, Calvary Chapel Parker. CalvaryChapelParker.com is the web address. If you need a reminder of those service times, you need our address, directions, any of that information, you need to contact us. All of that is available through our website there. But I'd love to have you join me here on this program here, uh, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call uh, if you want to join us uh, on the program here. We'd love to have you Love to have you do so. Uh, as I said, that's really a big part of you know what this program is all about is you and and 
just the the privilege really to to interact with you you know there's there's questions that come up of course there's there's times when there's an entirely new or different question that that we haven't taken uh, very often on the program but a lot of times it's questions that are you know relatively similar to questions that have been asked before but but there's always a twist there's there's always a, a a unique aspect or typically there is simply because of the perspective that you bring or how uh it's relating to your life so if you have maybe something from your study of the scriptures that you uh, need an answer to or something that's just come up recently or a situation uh, and you'd like to talk about it on this program we'd love to have you do so and we encourage you don't you know don't be afraid it is uh for some i think a little bit intimidating to to call into a program like this um, most people uh, don't uh, uh, see themselves as someone who's uh, uh, going to be on the radio or, or wants you know uh, necessarily to do that uh, but uh, we would love to have you do so and we'd love to be able to pray for you or answer any questions uh, that you might have once again I'm Jason Vanderveer I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker Colorado calvarychapelparker.com is our web address we have a lot of great resources for you uh, at our website um, all uh, free there uh, or mostly free there, uh, ex especially uh, all of our teaching through through the Word of God. So you can uh, go there and stream uh, or download video or audio through the entire Bible. Uh, you can pick any book, any chapter, any verse uh, from our pull-down menu there and download that message uh, or stream it from our website. Uh, so we want to just make you aware of that resource that it's available to you there, calvarychapelparker.com, free uh, of charge, and we encourage you to take advantage of that. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Katie in Aurora. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's on your mind? Um, so I had a question. I was, um, it was like a few days ago, I was listening to um, John MacArthur, which he's also an expository teacher. And um, so I was listening and it was about creation and he was naming all these things that God created that were good and like mm -hmm. perfect. And then he said viruses and it really threw me off because I was like, wait, what? Because I thought that um, and maybe I'm just like misunderstand, like maybe I missed something. Um, I just thought that I thought it's like God looked at all that he had made and said it was good and viruses are obviously not good. And I thought that they entered through man, like through our choice to rebel against God. And I, I guess I'm just, yeah. um, I know, I know teachers are not perfect. I, I understand that. So I just thought I'd ask cause I'm, I'm sure. just a little was thrown off by that. Yeah, let me give you a perspective uh, a perspective on that and, and a few thoughts on, you know, where viruses fit into creation and 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 what uh, we suspect likely took place. Um not hearing what John of course John MacArthur a great uh, teacher um and not hearing what he had to say, it's quite possible that you know, what I have found is sometimes I'll say something, but I won't necessarily say entirely everything that maybe needs to be said on a subject. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, because he's very solid. Like, right. I, I just, yeah. You, you can't, and sometimes your mind gets going, and you only say part of what's in your mind or yes. part of what needs to be yes. said. And so sometimes, <laughs> unfortunately, it leaves people a bit uh, confused, um, and, and perhaps that's what happens. So as as we're talking about viruses so so we know that god's creation is good so there there's no um a, a 
before the fall. So, so you're absolutely right. So until we get to the third chapter of Genesis, uh, where we yeah. have the fall, and as a result of sin, uh, physical and spiritual death enter into the equation, that, that process of decay enters into the equation uh, that didn't exist before. And so, you know, we're agreed, you know, it sounds like you're in, in agreement with that that, 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 that that's when that process yeah. begins. And in fact, if you look at, you know, you see very long lifespans, but then you see the gradual uh, lessening of those lifespans until they, mm -hmm. they reach a point that's actually less of our modern lifespans. And now we've actually turned the corner a little bit because of modern technology and gone back the other direction, but nowhere near the 969 years of, yeah, uh, yes. uh, of Methuselah. So, so we've seen the result of, of things like viruses and things like cancer and, and, yes, and, and I was other just things thinking that, yeah. that, that exist. Um, but we know that, that those are part of God's creation. And so my suggestion is, is that um, what you have in creation is, is an early form of these things in a, in a healthy uh, state. So you, okay. you, you have things like viruses and other things that, that hadn't yet mutated to the degree that they have today. Another thing that, that we see too is, is that um, part of the problem is, is that you know, you've had you know, mutations within, you know, the gene pool as well. Yeah, yeah. And so all of these things developed over time. And my suggestion to you is the same thing happened with viruses, that they, that they mutated uh, as a result of sin and, and as a, uh, over the course of time to the unhealthy okay. state that they are today. But that prior to that, um, that these things existed in a good state and in a symbiotic way uh, within the human body. Okay. Yeah. It's so hard to think about it being good, but like, I know that like we can't even fathom like what it was like yeah. um, prior. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That makes, but that makes sense. So, yeah. okay. So we know that they're living and we know that all life, it was created at yes. least in, yeah. in a, in a, in a uh, infant, shall we say state or an early and unevolved. And I don't use the term evolved like evolution, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But, but in a, in an unevolved state or an unmutated mutated, state. Mutated, yes, yeah. Exact, exactly. So, so that, that that's how you know I would look at that, and I would encourage people to to consider those things. But, uh, great question, and uh, I appreciate you bringing it up. Gives us an opportunity to think a little bit deeper. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it because I was like, I know he's a really solid teacher, yeah. and um, I just like I was just like, wait. Wait, but, <laughs> well, but as you were saying that, that makes sense, like, because I say things and I don't finish my thought either, but it's like it changes what it, it's yeah. like it almost will change what it means if I don't sure. finish my. Sure, sure. And, you know, a lot of times, so when you're teaching, you know, a lot of times what happens is, is you know, I've gone back and listened before and thought, well, wow, I didn't really say everything I was <laughs> thinking about that. And it's because your mind, things are going, going through your mind at, at, at such a high rate that, that mm -hmm. you, you've got to be very careful to, you know, finish those thoughts and those ideas. Um, you know, otherwise uh, you can confuse people. I don't know if that's what he did, but I, I've been guilty of that many times. Yeah, I'm, I am too. So like, well, like when you said that, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yes. Yeah. So that would be likely what, uh, what I believe, uh, you know, uh, he, he would be his position on that, but, but difficult to say for sure. But, but that's what I would suggest to you is, is probably the best yeah, way to understand that. Okay? I think probably, I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think so okay. too. God bless okay, you, Katie. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. You betcha.
Let's go to Tim in Turnersville, New Jersey. Tim, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling in. No, no problem. Um, I have a specific question, I guess, upon what I'm fighting with. In um, I, I do a study every morning. I listen to Pastor Rick in the shower every morning and uh, you know, listen to some, what he's speaking about. And my question lies is that you know, when I got saved in 2003, I never got baptized. The church I was going to, um, the pastor left, and I had a, a no connection there. And I kept going to churches and not having that connection and never, ever got baptized. And I feel like, almost like I'm incomplete. Okay. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. And um, I'm having a problem locating a church where a connection is, because I think I'm missing, even though I do a study in the morning and listen to Pastor Rick, uh, you know, what he's speaking of, I, I'm missing that fellowship. Yeah. Well, baptism is, is really an important um, step in, in the faith, faith of the believer, and, 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 I, and it sounds like you already have that sense. It's almost instinctive, I, th- uh, I think, in most believers to want to be baptized. I think of uh, Philip there in, um, in uh, Acts chapter 8 uh, with the e- Ethiopian eunuch, you know, and he, he meets this guy and yeah. And and they uh, in in verse thirty six of chapter eighty he meets meets him and preaches the gospel he gets saved and then he says what hinders me from being baptized that's what the what the eunuch asked Philip and they they just find a body a body of water you know presumably uh, out there on their journey and 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 he's baptized there so um, you know I think that that's the attitude of of most believers it, it, instinctively when you become a believer. Most of the time, you you just long to be baptized. Of course, baptism has no, you know, it, it, it isn't a work that saves us. It, it's just that declaration of what God has has done in our hearts, and 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 we long to do that. And and some people have been baptized more than once. We usually have a a large group that is baptized. Uh, you know, when we go over to Israel, for example, people want to be baptized again, even if they have before in 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 the Jordan River. And so, uh, my encouragement to you is is to uh, is to uh, you know take the opportunity um, you know even if you have to travel uh, some distance to to be baptized. I know uh, most of the Calvary Chapel churches out there are probably doing baptisms annually, if not more than once a year. Um, now you may not be you know terribly close to one. I'm not sure. I don't know my New Jersey geography extremely well, but uh, so I'm not sure you know where Turnersville is in relationship to maybe some of the Calvary chapels there. Um, but but I, I would just suggest that that maybe you look one of them up, and I can tell you how to do that in a moment, and, and just see when their next baptism is. And even if you're not going to be a regular attender of that church, you might explain your situation and that you know you're you're a listener on 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 Hope FM or. Or even, you know, uh, uh, go to the church, you know, that you're listening to on the radio and take part in their baptism and just let them know, hey, I'm a listener and, and I'm part of your fellowship in a way and I'd like to be baptized by you. And 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 just take that opportunity uh, because I think that, that, number one, it's something that we should do as believers. Number two, it's obviously something that you want to do. And the Lord has put that uh, in your heart. And so, you know, you're, you're saved, you're complete, but... But it is an important step in, in, 
in the life of the believer. Um, so much so that 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 Jesus, you know, extolled the importance uh, 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 of baptism, uh, and of course we see it in in the Book of Acts and elsewhere. Yeah, I mean there is a Calvary uh, Church that I was I was going to, but mm-hmm. I, I had to connect with the pastor, and sure. meaning just. He was a little boastful upon himself, and I'm, sure. I, I want to get the word. I want to know, and I yeah. guess sometimes maybe I'm being too judgmental. And then I called a friend of mine, uh, who was a pastor and or was was an assistant pastor, and he goes and sees. Uh, he goes to Greg Laurie, I think, up in I want to say Philadelphia somewhere, and I called him up looking for the encouragement of possibly the help, and he. Uh, he basically said to me, he says, well, I, I question whether or not you're saved. Baptism is that important, and I question whether or not you're saved. And then, yeah, I, that's, you know. Yeah, that's, a, that, that was a, that's incorrect, and, and it's unfortunate that that, that was said. Um, you know, if we, if we are um, putting baptism as a requirement for salvation, then we've nullified Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 because we've added a work in there. You know, and, gotcha. and and the Bible is very clear uh, that that baptism, um, you know, is is something that we do uh, as a symbol, uh, not as something that that produces salvation. In First Peter, chapter three, which ironically is a is an interesting passage that that people use to try and say that you you have to be uh, baptized to be saved. Peter says just the opposite. It, in chapter three, verse twenty-one, First uh, Peter, he says, "There is also an antitype that just that word just means a type. There's a type which now saves us." He says, "Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ." So the point that he's making is is that baptism is a type of what saves us: the removal of the filth of the flesh and the answer of a good conscience toward God. So, you know, anybody that anybody that says that that, you know, hey, I would question your salvation because you haven't been saved, uh, you know, they're they're misguided. Now, that said, yes, baptism is is very important, but it's something you obviously want to do. And so my encouragement is, is 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 find a way to be a part of a baptism and, and, and be baptized as soon as you're able. Thank you, Pastor. And if you could pray for me to find a church of connection with a pastor, I would really appreciate it. I, I'm so happy to do that. Let's pray, Tim. Father, I, I thank you for Tim. I thank you for his call. Uh, I pray that he would be encouraged today and strengthened in his faith. I pray that he would be able to take that next step uh, of baptism very soon. Uh, Lord, that you, even this week, uh, would open a door, uh, just show him the direction that he should go, just like you did to that uh, a eunuch with Philip there. Uh, you you, you provided some water, and, and it was time. And so, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would provide a fellowship uh, as well uh, for, for Tim to be a part of, where he can just learn and grow and uh, uh, be connected uh, to your body in a deeper way and be used mightily by you. And, 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 and we just pray for him to be able to take this next step. Lord, I just pray that you'd be with Tim and, and, and you would encourage him, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. You bet. And Tim, so I w- what I would suggest you do as well, um, you may go to, you may want to check uh, CalvaryChapel.com, also uh, Calvary Chapel, uh, CalvaryChapel.com, and there's a church finder there, and you should be able to find, you know, 
the various Calvary chapels that, that are, you know, within a certain proximity of you, you can specify, you know, what, what distance you'd be willing to go in that search and, uh, and, and just see what's available around you and, and see what they maybe have coming up. You know, you can check their website, call them, and, and, and perhaps just uh, uh, be a part of their next upcoming baptism. And if you're in Colorado, and uh, uh, I know it's a ways to go, but we'll have a baptism this summer. You can come out here and I'll baptize you. <laughs> Amen. Amen, Pastor. Thank you so much. God bless you, Tim. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Justine in Maryland. Justine, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you very much, Pastor. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm holding on. What causes you to call us today? Um, I have a prayer request for my son. Um, he was yesterday, I took him to a rehab for... Um, alcohol and substance abuse, and he's okay. got emotional and, and mental issues. Hmm. Um, and I've been praying and praying for him. I have my church praying, which I, I attend um, Calvary Chapel in Delta, PA. Excellent. And I um, love my pastor, love the, the, what I'm learning. I was baptized there with my husband, and um, my son is saved. He, you know, he says he is. I wasn't there when he had it done. But sure. um, his life has been spiraling pretty much out of control. For the last seven years, and I would just like prayer for him that um, he's able to get the help that he needs where he is right now, or for God to send him where wherever he needs to go to get the help mm-hmm. that well, he needs. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. What's his first name? Evan. Evan. Well, Justine, let's 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 pray for Evan and and let's trust that the Lord is going to work, and let's pray for for Evan to. Uh, to be willing to yield to what the Lord desires yeah. to do in, in, in his heart. Father, we, yeah. we lift up Evan to you. I thank you for Justine, and, and um, Lord, I, I, I thank you for parents who, who love their children, who are, are, are faithful to pray for them, and, and who are always concerned about them, especially spiritually. And So just bless uh, Justine and her husband and, and, and comfort them. Lord, um, let us not forget how difficult it is for uh, for parents when when um, their children aren't doing uh, well and, and when their children um, aren't realizing uh, what they could be in you. And so, Lord, we just pray your, your comfort, uh, your peace, um, for your strength, uh, for Justine and her husband. And, Lord, we lift up Evan to you. Uh, Lord, we pray that uh, uh, if he doesn't know you, that you'd bring him to you. If he does and he's just wandered away, that you'd bring him back. But, uh, Lord, the result is the same. And so we just pray that, that you would uh, bring him into that close relationship with you and, and Lord, that, that uh, where he's at, that you'd meet him where he's at in this, in this rehabilitation uh, facility, Lord, that you give him victory as a result uh, uh, over alcohol and, and if there's any other substances, you give him victory over that and, 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 Lord, that you would just work in his life to draw him to you and that he would never look back, that he would go forward and, 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 Lord, that Justine and, and her husband would be able to receive their son back uh, uh, whole spiritually and, and, and healed and, and delivered uh, from, from self-destructiveness and sin. And yeah. so, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that you would be with this family, that you would send them uh, great encouragement this week. And, Lord, that you would fill them with your spirit and surround them with your love, uh, fill them with your peace, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so, so much, Pastor. Thank you so much. Pleasure. And and so how long is the program that he'll be in? Um, It's called the Helping Up Mission, and it's there's no end to it. They can stay there, and they move through the steps, and it is um, Christian-based. Okay. 
Gotcha. And um, they it's it's for men mm-hmm. to help them get back on their feet and be able to be reintroduced into the world to the point where they're back, you know, working or, you know, whatever it is their goal is, puts them sure. through school, takes care of them, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, everything they need is there to actually be able to succeed and progress out of the mess that they, you know, are right. currently in. Well, maybe uh, as he progresses and uh, and and moves forward, you you can let us know. Give us a call back. Let us know how he's doing. Or, or I definitely will. Yeah, we'd we'd love to hear that. And and if you need additional prayer, we're of course available for that as well. God bless you Great. and your husband, uh, your son Evan, you. and your church uh, uh, there in Maryland. Great. Thank you so much. Take care, Justine. Uh-huh. Have zero- a blessed day. You too. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Uh, on Calvary Live. Uh, I mentioned earlier, but uh, if you didn't catch that, uh, Grace FM is actually going to be joining us uh, this Sunday uh, at Calvary Chapel Parker. So you want to come on out and join us for services as we continue uh, in the book of Job, uh, chapter 32 on Sunday morning, picking up in chapter 32 on Sunday morning. And uh, it's going to be a great time just worshiping, studying the Bible together. and then And then as an added bonus, uh, we have the folks from Grace FM coming out, being there to greet all of you. Uh, and that's this Sunday. You can join us at 9 or 1045 at Calvary Chapel Parker. You can get directions at calvarychapelparker.com. And if you're not going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, that's okay. Uh, all of our messages actually through the entire Bible, including all of our recent messages available online, video or audio. Again, calvarychapelparker.com. Encourage you to take advantage of those resources there. But how about taking advantage of this program here? All our lines are open. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the air. I've got a text question here uh, related to Islam um, and someone who's struggling to understand why God allows uh Judaism, Christianity, and Islam to exist at the same time. Uh, what can you say about this to help uh, understand that and and uh, uh, and 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 help uh, one to know uh, the one true Almighty God? Well, it, it's a reasonable question. In other words, you know, why does God, um, you know, allow things like like multiple religions? Um, of course, you know, a plethora of religions is really nothing new. Um, you know, uh, over the millennia, man has developed all sorts of uh, ways of uh, mostly wrong, uh, except for the worship of God, uh, but uh, attempts to approach God. And we see that uh, in the Bible, and uh, mainly in the Old Testament, uh, all forms of false worship and and Islam of course is is uh, is a form of false worship Christian or Judaism is not is not false worship it's just that it has been completed in Jesus Christ and so in in Judaism they've they've stopped short but to get to the heart of of, of the question that uh, that that the individual has texted is is that that God is um, in order for there to to be legitimate tw- choice there has to be more than one option so whether it's religion that we're talking about whether it's good or evil uh choosing god versus not choosing god um it comes down to for choice to be valid number one there has to be free will on the part of man and number two there has to be more than one option 
Otherwise, uh, you know, God could be accused of simply, you know, creating, you know, ha- having a, a, a version of theological communism where there, there is only, you know, one choice, whether, where it is a, a, a forced worship. And, and God desires to be worshipped freely uh, by his creation. He uh, longs for people to choose him, but he will not force man. He created man in his own image and in his own likeness with the ability to reason, with the ability to decide, with the ability to understand. And so amidst all of that, and uh, because of uh, of the fall and the sinful nature of man, all sorts of other things have developed. And God allows that to go on, and he uses it actually for his purposes, uh, but he longs for people to come uh, to him through his son, Jesus Christ. And so uh, choice is available out there, but uh, God is going to come back in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is coming, and he will turn the world right set up, and he will rule and reign in righteousness. You're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. 303-690-3000. We'll be right back after this. Uh, give us a call now. We'll get you lined up for the, for the next segment. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back here on Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you. We've got all lines open. You heard the numbers there. Let me give them to you one more time. If you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. That's the number to call if you want to join me on the air with your prayer requests uh, or your question. Uh, so great to to uh, get some calls uh, from the East Coast and uh, had uh, on the last program I did my uh, our first well not our first call I'm sure but my first call uh, on this program from Tennessee. Previous to that, uh, first call from Kentucky. Uh, on another program, of course, uh, we have so many calls up and down the front range of Colorado and in Wyoming, and then uh, always well represented are the Hope FM uh, listeners in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We always love hearing from you. Same number to call uh, for all of you, 303-690-3000. That will get you through and on the program here. Now is actually a really good time. Uh, because we've got all lines open. So we'll get you through and get you on the air. No wait. Uh, and I know everybody loves to wait in line, but uh, sad to say there's no wait right now. So we'll get you on the air. If you'd rather text, uh, you could do so at 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897 is the number to text. If you would do me a favor, just give me a short one-sentence text if you can of uh, your prayer request. Uh, or your question, we'll do uh, our best to answer as many of those as well. Uh, but uh, jot those numbers down, put them in your phone uh, for today, uh, or today and another time, or another time if it doesn't uh, work out for you right now. 303-690-3000, is the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text Number. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. As I mentioned before, uh, our web address is calvarychapelparker.com. Calvarychapelparker.com. 
Com and uh, you can get service times there. Next opportunity will be tomorrow night, 7 p.m., as we continue in the book of Second Kings, the ministry uh, of Elisha. And we'll be picking up in Second Kings, the fifth chapter, a message entitled When Iron Floats. And then uh, on Sunday, we'll be picking up in the book of Job. We'll be in the 32nd chapter uh, of the book of Job on Sunday morning. And you can join us for worship and Bible study, fellowship, and a lot of other things going on throughout the week at the church as well. Uh, we'd love to have you join us, and we'd love to meet you uh, if we get a chance, uh, if you get a chance to say hi uh, when you come out. Also, Grace FM will be with us uh, before and after services this Sunday. We're looking forward to having them out at the church as well. So you can come on out. We can meet you, and you can meet some folks uh, uh, from Grace FM as well. Let's go to uh, Renee in Greeley. Renee, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Excellent. What's on your mind? Um, I have a co-worker, a couple of them actually, but one of them was telling me that he grew up Seventh-day Adventist, right. and I don't really know anything about that, and I wondered if you could give me some idea. <laughs> I can give you uh, a lot of information uh, about Seventh Day Adventism, and uh, it's something that I'm I'm pretty familiar with. I have uh, a lot of family members that either grew up Adventist or are still currently Adventist. So um, Seventh Day Adventists, you know, I've I've ruffled some feathers before because uh, I've said that the that it is. It masquerades much as Mormonism does as Christianity, but it isn't uh, biblically Christian, um, and and that's a problem um, because a lot of people are fooled. They they don't bother to look into it, and and I think that they do a better job of fooling people than than the Mormons do, obviously, than the Jehovah's Witnesses. But they are just as much in error as those. Uh, those former uh, organizations mentioned. Now, Adventists, let's talk a little bit about, you know, God, Christ, salvation. Let's talk about the key issues. Um, we could go into a whole host of things about Ad Adventism, but but uh, for the sake of discussion, you know, uh, uh, having a productive discussion, we can probably keep it a little simpler, at least for now. But but Adventists, they believe in, in, in the Trinity. Uh, some of their founders did not, like James White did not. Uh, um, the Jesus, uh, in terms of uh, Seventh Day Adventists, is is seen. He's synonymous with Michael the Archangel, which is something that the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses that's an error that they make as well. Um, some of the Adventist founders, like James White, they they denied the deity of Christ, though, um, and that's kind of an ancient heresy known as as the Arian heresy. Um, to them. You know, Jesus was an exalted being like an angel, and uh, the idea developed uh, into some teachings that are still held today, uh, this, this teaching that I just mentioned, that Jesus was uh, Michael, the archangel. And, uh, but uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9 makes it very clear that Christ is not an angel. Now, salvation in Adventism is uh, by grace through faith, but it needs to be maintained according to Adventists and ultimately finished by works, which is, as you know, unbiblical. In other words, um, Christ's work on the cross did not complete 
the atonement. It was only a phase uh, of atonement. And what's really unique to Adventism is what is called the investigative judgment. So they believe that their works are going to be weighed at what they call the investigative judgment, which they say has already begun. It began in 1844, according to Adventists, when they believed that Jesus entered the heavenly sanctuary to complete the final phase of atonement. They get this uh, from from a, a weird interpretation of Daniel chapter 8, um, verse 14. And so to the Adventists, if you have unconfessed sins, that'll be held against you. Uh, only those which are confessed and overcome by good works are going to be forgiven. Um, and so an Adventist, if they're honest, will tell you only the worthy will receive grace. Now, that's a contradiction, isn't it? But only mm-hmm. the worthy will receive grace. Of course, if you're worthy, you don't need grace. And there is no one that is uh, worthy. There is none righteous. They believe that there's going to come a day when Christ no longer. Here, here's Listen to this carefully. They believe that there will come a day when Christ no longer makes intercession uh, and believers have to stand before God without a mediator. And they also yeah. teach that Christ, he's going to come when there is an SDA, a Seventh-day Adventist remnant, uh, that finally lives up to the perfect example set by Christ. So they believe in, in sinless, ultimately in sinless perfection. So faith in Christ to the Adventists is faith uh, that he will help a person live up to the law and and ideally for some to reach a, a, a sinless state. Um, we could go on and on about yeah. the investigative I, judgment and, and the cleansing of the heavenly sanctuary yeah. and the Sabbath. Of course, Adventism, you know, a unique a- aspect of Adventism is the Sabbath. Um, they say that that's not worshiping on the Sabbath. Worshiping on Sunday is the precursor to the mark of the beast. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the gentleman that I work with, mentioned something about the leadership or the pastoral is there anything different there um yeah i mean they're they they have pastors and uh you know they 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 have a similar uh form to to many churches um but i'm not sure necessarily what uh what uh he would uh he would be referring to um they they believe this, I guess you could say that that their church is the one ch- true church, you know. So, yeah. um, but uh, but other than that, you know, they have their their kind of their hierarchy of central government. Uh, they have pastors in their church, um, but their their leadership is not as different as say the Mormons' uh, leadership is. Um, it's a little closer to probably what you're used to, and at least in in style in in the church that you go to. Okay. All right. Okay. But yeah, if he if he has something that would be an interesting, you know, question as to what distinction he's making about the leadership uh in Yeah, in, there in was their something something about it was not a good situation and I don't know if it was just in the church that he was in, maybe sure. or uh, I just yeah. I got the impression that there's a hierarchy type of uh thing going on and I'm not sure what that was, but yeah, I I would recommend. Um, I got some. Re- I'll have. I'll give you some resources that I can sure. recommend to study further. First of all, I, I would say this though: when you're having a conversation with an Adventist and you're talking about the Word of God, be aware that they often use their own paraphrase of the Bible, known as uh, the Clear Word Bible. Um, it is anything but clear. Uh, mm. It is. It is one that 
that seamlessly inserts Seventh-day Adventist doctrine into the text. So make sure that when you're having a conversation, oh, yeah. you have uh, a proper translation of the Bible okay. with you. Of course, there's a whole bunch of other things within Seventh-day Adventism, dietary rules and, and uh, you know, a, a, a lot of other uh, 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 things that they kind of adhere to, as I said, l like the Sabbath. Um, I would recommend uh, uh, there's some people there's a Calvary Chapel pastor uh Mark Martin he pastors in um Phoenix uh Arizona he's a Calvary Chapel pastor who is a former Seventh Day Adventist pastor uh I think his site is x e x x adventist.com or .org x adventist.com or .org that's okay. Mark Martin uh he can give you a, a a lot of information also a gentleman that I I met at a conference several years ago who is also a former Adventist uh, pastor, uh, I believe also an Adventist. They have their own seminaries, their own schools. Uh, they're, uh, 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 they're Andrews Seminary, if, if, if I'm getting the name correctly. And, uh, but uh, they, uh, he was, I, I believe he taught at Andrews at, at one time, but his name is Dale Ratzlaff. Uh, Dale, R-A-T-Z-L-A-F-F. -F. He has a book called Cultic, Cultic Doctrine of Seventh-day Adventism and several other books on the subject of Seventh-day Adventism uh, that, okay. uh, that you could look up at Google and pick up, you know, online or, or uh, would probably be the best way. And, yeah. uh, and that'll give you a lot of insight into, into the doctrine of Seventh-day yeah. Adventism. Well, that gives me a really good jumping-off point. I just wasn't sure what direction to yeah. go with them because it sounds kind of disgruntled anyway um, sure and so i i'm not sure exactly uh what the issues are so look when you and when you're talking with adventists they're some some of the nicest people you know i mean they, they're just you know I, i've met a yeah. lot of really really nice adventists but yeah. they're there's they've been misled um sub substantially and fatally and so, you know, there's an opportunity. So I just encourage you to be in prayer for this individual. We can pray before you go as well. Um, but uh, just be in prayer, you know, for him and, uh, and for the Lord to, to give you wisdom as to how best to, to minister to him. Yeah. Hey, what's right, his, what's his first name, Renee? Yeah, his first name is William. Let's pray for William. Father, we just thank you so much for Renee. First of all, I pray you bless her and encourage her and, and, and just increase her knowledge, uh, uh, the things that she needs to know to effectively share. And, and Lord, she already knows uh, the truth. And, and so I just pray that you would bring that out and just uh, help her to do that effectively. We pray for William. We pray for his heart to be open and receptive. Uh, we pray for his salvation. We pray for his peace and, and his comfort. And, Lord, uh, that you would just bless and guide these, uh, these conversations and continue to use Renee. And, Lord, I just thank you for her and pray that uh, your blessing upon her and her family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank well, you God, so much. Yeah, God bless you. Thanks for calling in, Renee. Let us know uh, if there's any updates. I sure will. All Take right. Care. Thank you. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandeveer with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Ziggy in Strasburg. Ziggy, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really, I'm having a great day. All right. That's awesome. I always Got love it. being on this oh. show. So, 
I had a question. Uh, you probably get this quite often about uh, different versions and uh-huh. translations of the Bible. Yeah. Um, it's my first time going through the Bible. I'm about, I would say, maybe collaborated about a quarter of it so okay. far. And my church went from the NIV to the NLT version of okay. it. Yeah. Which I don't see too much of a difference with that. Um, but uh, the thing I'm worried about is that I might lose some translation with some things. Uh, for instance, you know, uh, first, uh, first Corinthians, uh, 13, 13, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's an amazing verse. You know, these three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, love. and the greatest of these is love. Right. Uh, you look at that in some other versions and it just sounds absolutely nothing like that. Um, so just for a first-time yes. reader, I wanted to see what you recommended, and if there's some to stay away from that, uh, might end up, I might end up losing some information in the in the process. Yeah. Well, let me say this first off the bat. We we can talk a little bit about you know uh, translation philosophy of some of the different translations, and 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 to kind of help you make a decision as well. But. But um, first of all, the NIV is, is, is not my favorite, but is a good translation. The NL, NLT is also a good translation. I like the NLT better than I like the NIV. Um, okay. But, but uh, I don't prefer that group, uh, and I'll explain what I mean by that. I don't prefer that group of translations. There are essentially two main groups of, uh, of scriptural translation. There is uh, the majority text and then there uh, are the Alexandrian groups of text. Now, now, uh, 99.9% of it is is essentially the same in terms of the text that they're starting with. There are some small variations, as you mentioned, First uh, John chapter five, verse seven, some passages, parts of the Gospel of Mark, and you know, and 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 others where there are differences between the two groups of text. Now, now the 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 argument for the Alexandrian group of texts is age. The the al- argument for the majority group of texts is is abundance. So one group says we're going to use these group of texts because we have more of them. One group is saying, well, we're going to use these group of texts because the oldest texts we have are part of these group of texts. It's a valid argument either way. I, I, I respect both arguments. Um, I just tend to prefer the majority text uh, translations King James, New King James. Another good modern uh, version version would be the ESV, the English Standard Version. Um, gotcha. I, I personally use the New King James, uh, but even the New King James language is starting to feel a bit older. Um, so if you wanted something perhaps closest to the New King James, but a little more modern, then you might go with the ESV, the English Standard Version. Now, on the other side, I think that perhaps the best uh, text would be would be the NLT uh, 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 over over you know from from that group of texts, um, but uh, you know there's still plenty of other um, uh, good versions. So um, you know uh, really though it boils down to I, I tell people you know you may have several translations I use several including some very old um, translations that I'll look at some paraphrases as well. But the primary one that I teach through is it from is the New King James. So I encourage people in our church to at least when they come to church have a New King James. In that context, the best translation becomes the one that they're using in your church because it becomes the easiest to follow during the message. 
Um, gotcha. But but that said, you know, I think that there are a lot of other good translations. I think that there's some not so good um, translations as well. Now, in translation philosophy, um, there is a couple of kinds of translations. There's a word-for-word translation, and then there's a thought-for-thought. Um, so some translators, the end result that they're trying to produce is communicating the thought rather than the best equivalent in a word in another language. In addition, it, it matters what target grade level uh, they're using, and then that determines the vocabulary that is available to them. So, so these are all factors in, in, in how the Bible is, is, is translated. But at the end of the day, um, you have essentially the same product with, with very you know, limited variation. Uh, uh, among them, and, and you would, at least amongst the translations that we've been discussing, you would be fine with any one of them. Gotcha, yeah, and that's the beauty of having the Bible app, too, is you can definitely compare yep. at any time, so. And, awesome. and, and it's great to do that, to put them side by side, uh, you know, in your Bible app, and it's also great if you decide to get a little bit, you know, more advanced to, you know, uh, put them next get either an interlinear, which starts to uh, lay it alongside of a, uh, uh, the, the original text um, so that you can begin to start to see some of that and, and understand how that's working as well. Um, and uh, so, so that's helpful, too. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Uh, how about an app you prefer? I know there's U version and Blue. Yep. Um, anyone you would suggest? Yeah, I, I've used the U version since about 2011, and uh, I haven't found another one that I like as much as that one. The only thing I don't like about it, uh, the U version, uh, is the social aspect. I, you know, I, I'm not really looking for social connections in terms of reading the Bible, but you may like that. Um, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong, you know, with it. It's just that, uh, uh, you know, I'm not a social media person or in, in, you know anything like that so that's that's probably the only thing that feature that that I'm not really into but other than that I think it's a good uh, it's a good app I use that uh, I use the U version quite a bit awesome all right yep. well thank you so much you bet and for those listening that's YOU version uh, Bible app it's probably one of the I would say it's probably one of the leading um, well I wouldn't probably say I would definitely say it's one of the leading Bible apps out there hey appreciate the call Ziggy take care take care 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver with you on Calvary Live. Let's go to Betty Jane, who has been waiting patiently in Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Betty Jane, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. I'm, um, I'm on a trip to um, the other side of the state to start um, a travel nurse assignment in hospice. Uh-huh. And so I am... Asking for prayer for that uh, effort and uh, for God to bless me with this job, just having it be a joy for me. And um, He has blessed me to help me find this job. And then also for my ministry in hospice, because I really I had a dream that God gave me a, a hospice house. So um, I believe that that will happen. I just believe God will help me with that. But um, the question I have for you is, I have a very good friend who's my sister in Christ, and she's been a Christian for a much longer time than myself. 
And she said to me that in the Bible, it states that we are evil. And I just was not clear about that. It just feels like legalism, or is it legalism, or is that true that we're evil? I, I just don't get that. Right. So so what, what she was probably referring to... I, you know, I, I guess a lot of it is 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 how you you know how you decide you want to phrase something or say something. The the way I would put it is is that we're born with a, a, a as you would probably acknowledge a sin uh, nature, and so um, you know David says in in Psalm fifty one verse five, "Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me." Now he's not talking about the um, process of his conception. He's talking about um, what he inherited from Adam the moment he was conceived, and that's a sin nature. And so um, in Romans, Paul, Paul tells us that in Adam all sinned. In other words, we, we, we inherit this, this sin nature in our federal head, Adam. There are two federal heads. There is the first Adam, Paul says in Romans, uh, and then there is the last Adam, Christ. And, and from one we inherit a sin nature, and from the other uh, we, we inherit righteousness. And so so in, in, in that sense, yes, uh, you know, we're, we're born in iniquity, we're born in sin. You know, you could, you could technically even say, you know, we're, we're born uh, with a wicked heart. And, and, and uh, the Bible says that the heart is uh, desperately wicked, and who can know it? And so, you know, in that sense, it's, it, it really isn't a, a stretch. That's Jeremiah, by the way, 17, verse 9. And so, so yeah, man is born with a sin nature. He's, he's born, uh, you know, with, with evil in his heart. He's born with, with wickedness in his heart. Um, but it is the pleasure uh, of Christ to come and die for that and to change that uh, through rebirth and the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And so, as Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7, he says, the, the good that I will to do, I do not do. The evil that I will not to do, that I practice. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of sin and death? And so, what he's describing is, is this, this battle that still currently goes on of the old nature versus the new nature. The, the old sin nature and the new nature uh, the holy and righteous nature in Christ. And so, uh, you know, before that exists, we're purely wicked. After, we're righteous in Christ, but we still have this lingering old nature that is that is battling there that has to be fully put to death. Does that does that make sense to you? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. It, and so that, it just seems so out of context when she said it. I just didn't get it. Yeah, and, you know, that, that's like I said, you know, <laughs> the way you kind of phrased it, Sometimes maybe it's we're saying the same thing, but sometimes how we maybe say certain things can can be confusing, and uh, and and perhaps there was a little bit of that going on in the conversation. But uh, hope that helps. How about we pray, uh, Betty Jane, yeah. for uh, for your uh, your new job and hospice ministry uh, and your travel, Father? We just thank you so much for Betty Jane. I just pray that you be with her and. Uh, that you would uh, just bless her, Lord, uh, that you would keep her safe as she travels. We thank you for this job that you've blessed her with. We pray that you would use her in it. And, Lord, uh, perhaps you've given her this dream for a hospice house. If, if that's the case, Lord, we just pray that you would open the door uh, for that in your timing and that you would use her in even greater ways. We, we thank you uh, for uh, 
the heart that you've given her, what you've put on her heart to, to care for people uh, who are in such a, uh, a, a difficult place and struggling uh, to, to help them, whether it's to heal uh, or to transition uh, from this life to the next. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to be with Betty Jane. Bless her and encourage her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank hey. you so much. God bless you. Thanks God for your call. Thank you. And I will, I... Let's go to Aaron in Commerce City. Probably time for one more quick question. Aaron, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. I got about two minutes to go. What's what's on your mind? Um, I hope it's a short question, but um, I was wondering if you knew where the modern idea of angels comes from. Because I know the Bible says they're like warriors and they're kind of they don't have wings and all that, but nowadays they're wings and they're pretty and they're fun and they're stuff like that. I was just kind of wondering where that idea came from. Yeah, it's difficult to say how they evolved into statues that people put on their mantles. Uh, of little fat babies with wings and everything, you know. But uh, a lot of that is gothic. Um, you know, you see a lot of that developing in, in you know, uh, Renaissance and, and gothic uh, art and architecture, you know, angels and gargoyles and, you know, all of these other things uh, uh, perhaps come out of that time. Uh, but biblically, we, we see that, that angels are obviously a creation uh, of God, very powerful, uh, messengers, the word angel in the Bible uh, simply means messenger, and we see them serving in the Bible uh, as messengers uh, of God, sometimes, uh, well, always uh, very powerful messengers of God. So, yeah, uh, quick, quick, uh, quick answer to that is I would suggest that that, that comes af- out of a, a maybe a somewhat darker period uh, of uh, church history and, uh, you know, gothic uh, art and architecture. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, I really appreciate you calling with that question, and uh, God bless you there in Commerce City, Aaron. Folks, you've been listening. Yeah. Folks, you've been listening to Calvary Live, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you. If we didn't get you on the air, we apologize for that. If we didn't get to maybe some of your text questions, apologize for that as well. But I encourage you to keep listening and giving us a call here and giving us another opportunity to answer your question. Jason Vanderveer with you. Calvary Live will be back uh, this station tomorrow. God bless you guys, and have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.